You're listening to the Spirits Blind Tasting Podcast with Johnny Michelson. guys, it's Johnny here from Spirits People. Thank you so much for checking out this week's episode of the Spirits Blind Tasting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to tasting fine spirits without the influence of brands and marketing. So we're at episode seven of season two, and we're way into January 2020 now. And uh, yeah, I'm glad to be able to record a bunch of these episodes now ahead of time and also create a little bit more of an outlook for you guys so you can see what's coming ahead and before i jump into this episode just wanted to mention again that um, for you guys wanting to see what's coming ahead on the podcast but also on my live streams here on youtube if you're watching uh, the episode here on youtube Um, you can subscribe to my newsletter. So the Curious Drinkers newsletter, access that on spiritspeople.com, sign up and get an email twice a month. And uh, yeah, for um, anyone wanting to see a little bit more about what's happening here on Spirits People, that's a good place to start. You can also join me on Patreon over on patreon.com forward slash spiritspeople. And over there, you will also get access to the monthly updates plus another video exclusive uh, look at what's happening behind the scenes here at Spirits People. And also there will be some giveaways throughout the year and uh, yeah, some, some coins like these here. If you're watching on YouTube or follow me on Instagram, you'll have seen my Patreon exclusive coins and there'll be a lot more stuff like that happening over the course of this year as well. So with that said, uh, a huge thank you, of course, goes out to my Patreon community who is supporting me and my efforts here in creating the podcast and also the videos that I do in my live streams and stuff like that. So thank you so much for your support. It really does mean a lot to me. And of course, it means that the podcast here is maintained an advertisement free zone. So I think with that said, we'll jump into this week's episode. And of course, as per usual, I've been nosing and tasting the spirit here ahead of time, and I have it poured here in my tasting glass with, of course, my little coin sitting on top to maintain those aromas in the glass throughout this episode. And of course, I still do not know what this is. I'll reveal it to myself at the end of this episode, but you guys will see in the title of the episode and the description below who has provided me with this uh, sample that I have here and of course what it is that I'm drinking. So you can follow along if you want or if you just want to listen in not knowing what it is and guess along with me then by all means feel free to do so. So with that said let's jump into the episode. I'll kick off with the nosing and the appearance. Let's do it! We're ready with the appearance and the nose here of this week's spirit. And if you're watching here, you can see me holding up the glass here. So this is a clear 
spirit. There's no kind of haziness or anything like that. Although it is a little bit chilly in the room, which sometimes if you're drinking something that is um, non-chill filtered, you'll be able to get a little bit of a haziness in the glass. However, there's none of that here. Um, if you want to try to get a hazy spirit, uh, try to get a non-chill filtered um, anything really, and then put a little bit of ice in there and see what happens. See if you can get it to cloud up a little bit. Uh, it's a fun little experiment for, for the home casual drinker, if you will. Uh, so going into the intensity and the color of this spirit here, it is a medium gold. So it's a nice golden color in the glass and the intensity is about a medium. It is not as deep as some other um, some other spirits that I've seen. However, it's, 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 it is quite quite dense in the glass here. The suggested texture as I do like to get a sense of, of the kind of viscosity that you could see in the glass, although it doesn't necessarily mean anything until you compare it to how it feels on the palate. But I think we're looking at something that's about a medium plus. It is actually quite thick in the glass. Um, so yeah, we'll obviously have a look at that when we hit the palate and see how that's reflected um, in, in the mouth as well. But yeah, it would assume or it would look like at this point that it is quite a viscous uh, spirit altogether. So jumping into the nose. Oh, smells amazing. This smells so good. <laughs> it is a clean nose. There's no faulty aromas or anything like that coming out of the glass and the intensity here is a medium smack in the middle as you hit the bottom of the of the nose you get all of the aromas out of the glass like nothing nothing kind of um, in your face so it's not like a pronounced um, intensity here but also not like quite subdued as as some spirits can be so this here is like very much in the middle of things um, so in terms of the aroma characteristics here I think it revealed itself pretty obvious to me at the very beginning of, of nosing this um, in terms of what category we're looking at. So the first things that came out of the glass was this sensation of apple cider. Uh, the apple note was, was very, very pronounced uh, out of the glass, but it had a, a sharp, sharp sensation associated with it. So apple cider, I, I kind of find that that's the best way to describe that. Um, if you have a better way of describing that kind of sharp, not necessarily vinegary sensation because it's not vinegary, that would be a, an off note and, and probably also leave the condition to, to be faulty or something like that. But at this point, it's, it's that kind of sharp note uh, that sits with the apple. Um, apple cider is, is what comes to mind for me personally. Uh, but yeah, if you have another way and, and better way to explain it, uh, please do let me know in the in the comments here if you're watching or or just reach out to me on any of the social platforms um, the following note is is quite interesting because it had this sawdust sensation so quite dry and and uh, and a woody note that wasn't necessarily oaky or anything like that or or uh, not oaky uh, charry or 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 dark as something that's been burnt so it wasn't a sensation of the barrel aging of this. However, it was 
quite a dry sensation. So sawdust is kind of how I'm, I'm, I'm positioning that node. So those two were kind of the, the overall sensation that came up front. Um, and then following that, a lot of other things, which uh, for me personally will conclude the category of, of malt whiskey. So we're moving into quite a yeasty profile here up front. There's a little bit of wheat bread, uh, some baked bread potentially there. And then there's this um, bitter sensation that for me is best described as a blood orange, uh, potentially even the pith of, of a regular orange. So it's a, the orange sensation, but the bitter aspect of that orange is, is coming through. So those, those notes all together is kind of a, it's a very sharp and, and, and dry and very particular aspect of a, of a aroma profile. But then after that is also some other aspects of, of the aroma that makes it a little bit more sweet. So I'm getting some sultanas, I'm getting some vanillas. Um, and then at the very end, there's a little bit of a fragrant note that's lingering, um, which in the lack of better terms, I'll call nail varnish because it is quite sharp. Um, or nail varnish. I could call it perfume or something like that. It's, it's quite sharp. It's, it feels like it's the ethanols trying to come out of the glass pretty quick. Uh, but it could just be me aggravating the, uh, the spirit by, by, uh, swirling the glass there. So whether or not that's a true representation of, of, um, of the aroma profile here, I'm not sure, but I was getting that little bit of a, a whiff of ethanol at the end there. So, yeah, I, th I think an interesting note here, um, the, or an observation, if you will, is that when I was nosing it at the very, very first time, it came off as a little bit standoffish. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't presenting itself very nicely, if you will, uh, or at least that was my experience, like the, almost like the apple cider and the sawdust kind of sensation combined at the very beginning of, of me trying to nose this, uh, wasn't actually that pleasant, but I will say after warming it up a little bit, um, and obviously you can, if you're using a stemmed glass, you can kind of just uh, put it in and, and, and try to heat it up and also try to maintain the aromas in the glass by using um, a whiskey coin or just putting your hand on top of the glass here just to kind of keep it all in the glass at the same time as you're warming it up so that when you remove the top, all the aromas from warming up the spirit is gonna come at your nose and you'll get a much better representation of, of what you have. But at the very beginning, it was a bit sharp and and i will say that the apple cider note made me think about uh almost like a a cider vinegar and i did think for a split second that hey this could be a faulty spirit which i haven't actually had um on the podcast here i haven't had anything that's been coming across as faulty but i think after just leaving it for a bit warming it up uh, it did balance out and it did actually blend in those notes with the other notes that I was talking about. Um, and it, it just works. It, it just works as a, as a total profile, but yeah, sometimes this happens and, and the best thing you can do is just leave it for a bit, let it breathe, uh, warm it up and, and, and see what happens. Obviously if you're still getting vinegar notes and stuff like that. Like it could be that it's actually faulty and, uh, and just, yeah, just, not been good and this could be because of air getting into the bottle or bad cork or something like that <clears throat> so anyway i think in terms of the abv here is the last thing before we jump into the palette i'll say 
probably around 45 to 50 percent. Um, I wasn't necessarily necessarily a hundred percent sure whether or not I wanted to bump it up a little bit because it did it did feel like it has it has more power than it gives away. Um, and as as many other spirits uh, will could potentially go either either or. Um, I think last week we were looking at something that presented itself uh, quite promising on the nose, but then it was a little bit of a letdown on the palate. But I think we're looking at something that's a little bit on the opposite side of the spectrum here, where I think it's hiding a little bit on the nose. Um, and we'll talk about the palate in a second, um, where it gives away a little bit more of the profile overall. So yeah, I'll say 45 to 50 just based on the nose and then we'll reassess it when we uh, when we hit the palette and uh, yeah so I think that's it and uh, we will do exactly that let's get into some tasting notes and uh, yeah see you in a bit all right guys we are back with some tasting notes and uh, I did decide to take a little bit of a longer break because as I was tasting this again and nosing it again after just recording the the appearance in the nose section here, I felt that it had evolved even more. So I decided to, to give it a little bit more breathing room to see how far I could take it, um, obviously without losing my, my, my connection with the spirit and, and leaving it for too long because I do want to have a format here that is not completely disconnected for you guys uh, but I did did let it sit for about 20-25 minutes um, and kind of just went back and forth through it, like nosing tasting etc and what I found is that the nose has has further evolved and and become even more pronounced like overall it's it's a really beautiful and I'll say the intensity uh, that I said before was uh, a medium on the nose I think if you were to let it sit and just do it now, I think it's probably around the pronounced uh, aspect of that scale because I could, if I take the lid off here, I could probably smell it uh, from a distance. Um, not necessarily as, as some other spirits will, will just kind of present itself from across the room, but I think it's opening up and it's just taking its time uh, to really present itself. So yeah, I gave it a little bit of time. Uh, but let's jump into the tasting notes here. So the palate, in terms of the sweetness level, I think it's a dry spirit. I don't think there's any sugar being added to it. Uh, the intensity on the palate is pronounced, which is what I would have expected from it. But I was very pleased that it actually was pronounced. And it's a really, really nice connection from the nose into the palate. So beautifully linked, if you will, We'll talk about the journey that this spirit is, is taking me on here because it is actually really, really nice and it just had to open up to really present itself. So in terms of the texture here, it's very warming, it's mouth filling. Uh, the viscosity here is a medium plus, which I think is what we said it was on, on the visual as well. So it comes across as very, very viscous, very oily in the glass, and it's a beautiful presentation of, of what it actually feels like um, in the mouth as well. So the flavor characteristics, I think, again, beautifully linked into the nose. The apple cider note is still present. Um, it's quite malty. 
It has a charred oak sensation now on the palate. It's a little bit leathery and it has some black peppercorns um, and potentially even some cloves um, in there kind of lingering. There's some, some bitter notes that are, that are kind of interchangeably uh, linked, if you will. But yeah, the, the oak leather and then the peppercorns is, is kind of the, the three aspects that I'm able to pick out uh, quite distinctively. So in terms of um, some things I just jotted down here that I'll share with you guys is that um, <laughs> interestingly, as I tasted it, although I was expecting it to be uh, quite a volumous spirit, it was actually more pronounced that I, than I thought it would be. So I thought it was. Uh, so I was actually quite surprised when I tasted this for the first time because it was just a blast of flavor. It was so intense. And it just made me really, really happy uh, because whatever this is, and we'll obviously, you guys will know, but I'll find out in a, in a few minutes, whatever this is, is, is something that is straight up my alley. And I'm pretty sure it's not something that I have in my cabinet. So whatever sample this is, I'll, I'll try and see if I can, I can get at least a few more samples of it and maybe even buy a bottle. Uh, because this uh, I find is, is something that I would truly enjoy. Uh, just sitting uh, and sipping on uh, without having to analyze it like I'm, I'm doing right now. Um, so yeah, so very pleasantly surprised, uh, if you will, or I, I wasn't, it's also the wrong thing to say because I was expecting it to be nice and, and, and pronounced, but it was just, it was just even more, even more than I thought it would be. Um, so jumping into the finish. Uh, so the last thing here, so the finish is very long as well. There is some complexity, um, so it's quite malty and it's quite oaky and there's those kind of bitter notes like peppercorns and uh, there's some leathery notes as well. Um, it's more malty on the finish than it is on the actual palate. Um, so again, I think we're looking at something that's that's a single malt. I think with everything that um, I've talked about here, I think a single malt is is really all that I can conclude. So if this is something different, I'll be very surprised. Uh, but obviously blind tasting can, <laughs> can, can give you some surprises as, as we saw a few episodes back where, where it was a bit off, if you will. Uh, but yeah, so it, it feels like a single malt to me and, and uh, a good quality here as well. So uh, we'll get to that in a second. So finally, the ABB, I think from the nose where it kind of came across as I said, 45 to 50 up front, but then after leaving it for a while, I think it 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 feels like it it has more power on the nose. So I think that combined with how it feels on the palate, I think we're probably higher than that. So maybe above the 50 mark. So I'll say around 55, um, or at least that's kind of how it comes across. But if it's around 50, I wouldn't be surprised because sometimes what tricks me is the volume of um, aromas and flavors, I tend to connect that with ABV, which is not, not true. Um, or it's, it's not something that's, that's a certainty at least like it can be true, but it's not something that's like, Oh, if it, if it has more volume, it has a higher ABV. It, it doesn't work that way, but obviously it's a mind trick. So yeah, if it was lower, I wouldn't be too surprised, but I think it does come across as something that's, uh, around the 55 mark. So, uh, so yeah, I think finally on the quality level here, I was debating whether or not I should put this in the outstanding category, um, 
And I think, you know what? I think I will do because although it had a weird journey of, of opening up here, I'll say this, this spirit is, is one of the, this, the, the key spirits for me that's really proven that when you taste something and know something for the first time, it has absolutely nothing to do with the full representation of, of what you're about to experience. So as I said, the first nosing of this was almost off-putting and I was about to evaluate whether or not I thought it was a faulty spirit. However, it just needed time to open up and maybe also it's a bit too cold in the room. So after warming this up and really just letting it sit, it's just blossomed. So I think I will actually put it in the outstanding category um, although I'm not sure what, uh, because I'm following the WSET, uh, format here. So I'm not sure what, what the sense is in terms of, of judging something on the basis of, of just the final output, or if you have to judge it, um, from the very beginning, I'm not actually sure, but I'm going to put it in the outstanding category because I think that's where it's ended up for me personally. And then in terms of my guests, I think. I think it's probably a cask strength single malt. I was debating whether or not it's just something that's high proof, but I do think that is probably probably a cask strength um, and maybe around, I mean, the color itself, and this is where it becomes tricky because uh, color doesn't mean anything on its own, but I think now with everything else, I'll put it at maybe, 15, maybe a little bit younger, maybe 12 to 15 years old, cask strength, single malt. And um, yeah, I'll leave it with that. In terms of the different, I'm just looking at my notes here in terms of like in the cask, uh, the type of cask, but I'm just not, I'm just not sure uh, at this point because it was a lot of strange strange notes combined. So yeah, I think I'll leave it at that. I'm not even sure if the cask is going to be revealed uh, on the cards that I have here, but I'll say that's it for the tasting notes. I'll jump in and I'll do the reveal to myself and uh, share it with you guys in a split second. So let's do it. <laughs> Right, guys we're back with the reveal and this is of course and I'll just show it here to you guys on video so the note here says that this is a 2005 Ben Riach and this is a 12 year old PX cask at 56% and it has a hash number here which I'm assuming is a barrel number so I'm just assuming this is a single barrel as well so barrel 5279 and uh, yeah very interesting. I absolutely, absolutely love this. This was so good. And, and I'm just fascinated at this point still on how it just came across as, as off-putting at the very, very beginning of this episode. And it's just developed in the glass, given air, given heat. And now it's ended up being something I found absolutely outstanding. So, uh, so yeah. That's what can that's what can happen. <laughs> and also to mention, uh, finally here, so this sample is 
graciously donated to me by my good friend Ian, who's a fellow London Whiskey Club member, also better known as Posh Scotch. And uh, I've done a live stream with Ian where we've done some tastings. Uh, so if you're watching here on YouTube, I'll drop a link at the end here to that tasting uh, that we did. If you want to check out a little bit more about Ian, you can also follow Ian on Instagram at Posh Scotch. I think it's also his Twitter account. Um, so yeah, absolutely amazing. Ian, thank you so much for sharing this. I very much appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I hope this is a bottle that's uh, somewhat easy to get because I was very fascinated by this. Uh, or at least maybe you can share another sample. So yeah. I think that's it. Uh, not too bad in terms of uh, my notes and uh, my guess here. I think pretty spot on, 56%. Yeah, not too bad. Cool. I think that's it. I'll uh, close out with a uh, huge thank you again to my Patreon supporters. Um, I love having you guys over in the community. And uh, yeah, I'll be doing some videos for you guys exclusively very, very soon. So have a lookout for that. And as I said earlier on, if you want to get a heads up on what's coming ahead, uh, join the newsletter, the Curious Drinkers newsletter on my website, spiritspeople.com. And uh, yeah, the Patreon community is patreon.com forward slash spiritspeople. And finally, which I haven't really been saying that much, if you enjoy this podcast, why not subscribe to the podcast if you're listening? And uh, if you want to give me a massive uh, pat on the shoulder, leave a review and give me some stars or whatever is available wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're watching on YouTube, why not uh, subscribe and like this stuff if you like it. If you don't like it, don't like it. <laughs> and that's it. I've managed to talk again for a few more minutes. And uh, yeah, I think with that said, let's cut this episode and stop talking. And uh, yeah, I hope to see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.